Hey guys, Broke Investor here. Uh, made a two-part podcast today. First part talks about options investing for beginners and mainly, you know, what I learned. So, um, and in particular, it talks about selling covered calls and selling covered puts. And I try to go over the basics of it so everyone can clearly understand it. The second part is, talks about the election. Today's election day and I just give my thoughts on that. So, uh, Hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and as always, I'm not a financial advisor, just a broke-ass investor. All right? Thanks for listening, guys. Later. What's going on, guys? Broke-ass investor back to talk more about options, Um, but this time, I guess, more in detail about the basics. So, obviously, um, you know, I'm just starting out and just started learning about options, so... I figured I'd share so far what I have found out. Now, when you hear options and you're a beginner investor or maybe you're not a beginner and just never messed with it because the the term and when you again, when you hear it, it's kind of intimidating. At least for me it was. Um obviously investing overall is intimidating for a lot of people, but even when you're investing yourself, and you don't know what options are, you're like, I'm not messing with that. And I was the same way. So I decided whether or not I was going to, you know, utilize options, I was going to learn it. So I decided to start learning it. And I am very grateful that I did. Because a lot of it does go hand in hand with dividend investing. And it's not as risky as most would think. It can be for sure. But Again, that's up to you. Investing in general can be risky. so, um, But you can really utilize options to your advantage. So I want to just go into a few things that I've learned over the past two weeks. Um, but first, uh, I'll just explain that you know options, uh, it's the right to buy or sell a, spe- a specified underlying security at a fixed strike price within a specified period of time. So basically, it's a contract between two people and where one says, I'm going to you know, offer you 100 shares at this price, and the other says, maybe I'll buy it at this price. So essentially, you know, one's bearish, one's bullish. Um, other, you know, depending on which side you're on, you have a different um, idea of how you're going to make money. Now... For the most part, I'm only going to talk about selling. There's buying and selling calls or puts, but I'm only interested in selling calls or puts. And I'll explain why, but the main reason is safety. And it just the, the overall, you know, the idea behind it, it's very, it's very simple to me. So, but first, uh, I'll go over calls and puts. A call is a type of option that grants the holder the right but not the obligation to buy the relevant underlying security at an agreed to strike price and a put is kind of the opposite it grants the holder the right but not the obligation to sell the relevant under underlying security at an agreed to strike price what is the strike price you ask it's the price specified in the contract that at which the holder of the contract can exercise their option the strike price of a call is the price at which the holder can buy the underlying security and the strike price of a put 
is the price at which the holder can sell the underlying security. If that made any sense, hopefully it did. Um, so basically, yeah, there's a the main thing is the strike price. What price are you willing to pay or sell these stocks at? Now, again, as a seller, I'll go over selling calls, selling mainly selling covered calls. Because when I say covered calls, it means you own the stocks. You own 100 shares of a stock that you're willing to sell at a specified price. When you say when you don't say covered calls, there's something called naked calls where you don't actually own the shares. I would say, in, in my opinion, don't even go there. Don't do this unless you, you, know, you have the capital to do it. You have the buying power or you own the shares. So how does a covered call work? How do, how do you sell a covered call? So let's say you own 100 shares of any stock and you're, you know, you're a long-term dividend investor, but you're willing to you know, take a slight risk of selling it. And in return, you'll collect premium. So if you own a stock, let's say the current stock price is $100, you're willing, if you're willing to sell that for $110 per share, you can sell a covered call for $110 strike price, uh, and that could expire either next week or a month later, and they'll pay you a premium as long as, again, you're willing to sell this stock for this price until this date. The buyer, the person on the other side, the reason that they buy that contract is because they would think this stock is not only going to hit that strike price, it may go even further. So they can make capital gains on that. So they're willing to pay you a premium for that. They're willing to, you know, they're putting the money up front because they think that stock is going to be very bullish and will exceed the strike price. They do not want to buy the stock, you know, right now. They just want to put it, you know, kind of reserve it with your with their premium just in case, you know, it doesn't. So if it doesn't go over the strike price, they're not going to exercise their right to buy those shares. If it does, they will. So now, as the seller, you own the 100 shares. Let's just assume you love the, you love the stock. You don't care. Like if you love the stock, you're you're a long-term investor. You don't you really don't care whether or not they buy your shares or not, which is you know that's a great scenario, because if they do buy your shares, you get the premium and you make some capital gains. Assuming again, your average cost basis is less than the strike price, because if it's not, it really doesn't make sense to you to accept the loss, unless the premium exceeds that. Now, if the stock, you know, if this contract expires and the strike price, it never hits the strike price. In fact, you know, it's way less. The buyer will not buy those shares. So you'll keep those shares and you'll keep their premium. Great. That's what you wanted anyway, right? And then what will you do next? You'll sell another covered call and then you'll collect more premium till eventually it's going to go over the strike price and then the buyer will actually take your shares. They'll give you 
the money for it, obviously, you know, this will be handled by the brokers. So you'll make the money back plus the premium. So at that point, you can either buy them directly back for the same amount or wait till they dip, or you could buy something else and then sell another covered call. Which brings me to my next point, which is puts. So we, we just, I just covered selling covered calls, and now I'm gonna go over selling puts, sell, selling covered puts, cash covered puts. Sorry, I'm drinking my coffee in between, trying to wake up. So when you're selling covered calls, you own the stock, right? When you're selling covered puts, you do not own the stock, but you're willing to buy the stock. You're willing to buy 100 shares of a stock for strike price. So same scenario, $100 stock, current, start, current price. If you think $90 is a good price for that stock, um, then you could do what's called, you know, um, sell a covered put for a $90 strike price, 100 shares again, and you know, you'll get a premium for that. So if that stock price hits $90 or less, the buyer of your put contract will assign those shares to you. So you have to buy 100 shares of that stock at $90. If that stock price does not hit that 90 or less before the expiration date, again, puts have expiration dates as well, then you do not have to buy those shares. They cannot assign them to you. And then again, you just collect the premium. So if you're planning on buying 100 shares or more of a stock, you might as well sell a covered put. Or if you don't even necessarily care if you own the stock, but you're willing to buy the stock at this price, you know, you, you're just, you know, you just want to collect the premium. So in that case, again, you could do the same thing. If it's 90, great, I own the stock. And then I'll do a I'll sell a covered call for 95 or, you know, or whatever you think is right. So you can just repeat this over and over again. And it's, it's rather simple. I mean, I hope that made the explanation made sense to you. But I guess the next question you're asking is why, why would I do this? And why the hell not is my answer. Um, when you're selling covered calls, keep in mind, you still own those shares throughout the expiration. So if there is a dividend and X dividend is passes during that time frame, you'll still get that dividend. If the stock price hits the strike price uh, before expiration, then if they have opportunity, they may call those shares and take that away from you prior just to get that dividend. So again, I think this is, uh, it, it's really simple, honestly. It, it, it's simple and it's, to me, it's, very, it's not that risky. As long as you're, you're picking stocks that you, know, you trust. Because the main risk is, which is the same with dividend investing, is if the company goes bankrupt. Like, you could be selling a covered call or selling a covered put, and during that time frame, the company just tanks. They pull a GE or they pull something, and the premium, I mean, the stock price just tanks. So when you're selling a covered put, 
in the example of $90, if that stock goes down to 50, you still have to buy it at 90. That's the risk. But the odds that the company would be cutting 50% are minimal. As long as, again, it's a strong company. If you're, if, I would not advise doing this with penny stocks. But you can get higher premiums with stocks that have higher volume. When I say higher volume, I mean higher activity. People are buying and selling shares all day. So you can, you know, you can check that online to see, who, you know, who's high volume, who's, who you can afford 100 shares of, and what companies you trust. Um, I did, um, I did a covered call last week on Ford. It was, what was the price? I don't even know what it was, but, um, I bought it outright. I didn't even do a put because I didn't know, but I bought a hundred shares at 796 and I sold a covered call for 850 for one week. And in return, I got 11 cents per share. Um, so that's $11 for one week. Um, on Thursday, um, they did not, or, they, or I kind of knew that they would not hit that strike price. They were around 8.20, 8.15. So I decided to buy my call back. I had to forfeit three cents of that premium, um, leaving me with $8, but again, for less days. That's for now three days. <clears throat> so I made $8 in three days, and I still own the share. So what I did... I got rid of Ford for, and I made some capital gains on it as well because I wanted to do a put. I wanted to sell a covered put. So yesterday I did my first covered put with Under Armour. Under Armour does not pay a dividend, but they are a high volume company and a company I always kind of wanted, wanted to invest in, but I did not because they don't pay a dividend. I love their product. I know they have not had great news as of late, but I trust that they're going to recover in 2021. So if I happen to uh, own 100 shares, great. You know, I'll do covered calls. And if someone calls it, so be it. So I did, I did a covered put of Under Armour. It was selling at, what was it selling at? 1260, I think, for the day. Yeah, the current stock price was 1260. I sold a covered put with a strike price of 11.50 that ex expires this Friday. So yesterday was Monday, Friday, you know, so that's four days. Uh, in return, I got 15 cents per share, $15 premium in four days. That's a total return of 1.3% for not even a full week. I mean, that's pretty insane if you think about it. It's a daily rate of return of 0.33%. That's great. Now, if the stock price goes to 1150 or less, the buyer can assign them to me. Or if the stock price goes up, which it has been, then what I could do, the premium actually, more of the premium can get assigned to me up front. Like I'll earn that premium. So as of yesterday, I already earned $7 of the 15. I decided to leave it overnight, forgetting it today's election day, by the way. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's not a red day, but I wanted to see how much more I would earn waiting one full business day overnight. So I'm hoping I can earn at least 
you know, I'm at 40, I was at 46% earnings of the 15 as of yesterday, hoping I exceed 50% today. And then what I'll do is I'll buy my put back, giving me the money uh, available at $1,150. Because the, the broker, in my case, Robinhood, they're holding that money as collateral in case my put gets assigned to me. So I hope that made sense. But that basically, that's it. That's options, investing, selling covered calls, selling covered puts. It's really simple. It's not rocket science. I even bought a book, so I'm learning more about it. And I'll talk more about it on later podcasts. But um, for the time being, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, stay tuned if you want to hear me talk about the election. Today's election day. Um, and, you know, you can get my thoughts if you care. If not, you know. Thanks for hanging around this long. Later. Election day is here. Yay. So, today is, what, November 3rd. It's election day. And normally today, you would, people would be going to the voting booths. And you would find out throughout the day who's going to win the election. Sure enough, with COVID, for some reason... I don't know, at least my state, um, I'm sure a lot of others too, you can't go to the booths. So you had to mail in your ballot. And most people did that ahead of time. So now we have to wait because they're dealing with paper mail and they're counting votes via paper mail. So we're not even going to get a result on election day. That may or may not be good for the you know stock market. I guess if it was a true normal election day, which is like electronic voting... The market would, you know, stock market may reflect that. It may be red, thinking Biden's going to win because God knows these polls on TV show Biden as, the, you know, the heavy favorite. So, um, anyway, I just think, number one, why can't we go to the booth and vote? Why? 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 Explain to me that. We'll put on a damn mask, we'll go to the voting booth, and we'll vote. We can't do that. No, we can't. But we can go in freaking Walmart, wait in line with hundreds of people, and there's no limit. I mean, the thinking of government is just, it's insanity. Like, and they get away with this. It just doesn't make sense. And what I'm worried about is if Biden actually wins, he's obviously a Democrat. Um, so he's going to be pushing for these you know, the continuation of this COVID shutdown, when in reality, the pandemic has been over since March and April. People, yeah, people are going to get it. You cannot avoid it. Sure, the really old, the old people and the people with prior illnesses, they, they need to be, you know, protected. But the average person, the average healthy person, they won't even know if they have COVID anymore. Because they, even though they test positive, the people won't even feel the effects. I mean, sure, you can. Obviously, the president did. And even, you know, our governor, or prior governor, Chris Christie. Chris Christie is the previous governor of New Jersey. He's overweight and he has asthma. He recovered fine. Trump, he's old as hell. He recovered fine. So, I mean, COVID's going to be around forever. So what are we doing? 
We're going to lock down forever. We're going to be sick. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm working from home every day. This is great. But I can't go to, like, anywhere. I have to wear a mask. And if, I don't know. These poor restaurants, these poor small businesses, it's just, it's just not fair. So anyway, about the election. Um, I'm a Trump supporter, in case you did not know that. I voted for Trump in 2016, and I'm happy about it. The, the economy was doing very well. And then COVID happened, obviously. Um, he's about creating more jobs, which I'm all for. And he's about lowering taxes, which I'm all for. Biden is about raising taxes and people feeding off the government. So I'm not about that. I'm not all for people getting welfare or food stamps. I'm about people getting off their ass and making something of themselves. Why should I have to pay more taxes to support people who can't support themselves. It really does not make sense. If you're disabled, that's one thing. But to get money because you don't work, because you have a million kids, makes zero sense to me. And I should not have to pay more taxes because of that. And I know Biden's only raising taxes on millionaires, or not even millionaires, 400,000 or more. But what do you think is going to happen? Those are the people that own the businesses. And they're going to pass that, you know, the punishment to you, the consumer. It's all going to be passed down. And, you know, it's just, I, I, I honestly, I'm not going to get too far into this because I don't want people to get turned off. But I don't understand why someone would vote for a president who literally said, I'm raising taxes. Unless you feed off the government and you don't have a job, please explain to me why you would vote for a president that would raise your taxes. It doesn't make sense. I don't care if you hate Trump. Um, you know, because that's a lot of people's reasoning. Anyone but Trump. It doesn't, you know, that's not a real answer. But anyway, today's election day. We're probably not going to find out who wins today for sure. Next week, probably not. Maybe two weeks. I have no freaking idea. But who knows? Um... But hopefully we find out soon. And once we find out, people are going to be crying on both sides. But I have a feeling if Trump wins, there's going to be riots. Because what, you know, they've been allowing riots for any little thing lately. And why wouldn't they allow it for this? So there'd be protests, this and that. But there's my dog, sorry. But anyway, that... We'll find out what happens. I just wanted to give my opinion on election day. And um, that's it. Back to work, guys. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Later.